Hey guys, I'm Kyle. And I'm Allie. Welcome, Welcome to, to our, our podcast, podcast. Where we want to encourage you in a real, raw, and authentic way. We believe in a younger generation. To rise up. So partner with us as we go all, all in for Jesus. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. It's Tuesday. Um, I hope you guys had a great week. Um, it's been crazy, I think, you know, with all the Ukraine stuff and Russia and everything. But it's good to just go to that pl- secret place with God and pray and just tune out the world for a bit. And I hope that you're able to do that with our podcast this week. But I wanted to talk about a scripture that I've just been reading the past couple of days and it just seems timely because there's a lot of division going on maybe not in our own country um, war-wise but division on beliefs and just morals and you look left and right and there's always division and Believe it or not, there was division over who Jesus was in biblical times. So if you are reading, um, if you have your Bible with you, turn to John 7, 25. And this is in part of scripture where the Pharisees are, they're, they're like, I don't really know who this guy is. You know, he's coming and he's spouting up all these scriptures and I mean, they want to kill him. You know, um, he's teaching in the temples, he's healing people. Many, many people think he's a prophet and the Pharisees are just not sure about this dude, you know, who's just has this authority over, um, these people. And, uh, something that I just want to point out, um, before, that scripture is in John five thirty nine, where it says you study the scriptures diligently because you think that in them you have eternal life. These are the very scriptures that testify about me. Yet you refuse to come to me to have life. That is so deep. You know, I mean, Pharisees, they knew scripture like Jesus knew that they knew what he was talking about when he when he quoted scripture. They knew it, but they didn't know him. And that is what separated them from really being on that level um, of relationship with Jesus is they knew the scriptures, but they didn't desire to come to him and believe in him to have eternal life. And, um, that was really what caused the division. Um, and also that they just, they just questioned it all, you know? So, I mean, how many times, like, is people divided over things in the church? Okay. We, we can talk about things outside of the church, but we can also talk about things, um, maybe it's your friend group or, um, just people you work with or people that are in church with you that you hang out with and you've all of a sudden figured out that there's something that you guys don't agree on. How do you navigate that? You know, how do you find unity when there's so much division? And what I've learned from just reading in John 
7 and 8, um, you just see just a bunch of dispute break out over who Jesus is and, you know, what's what's right, what's wrong. And, like, at the end of the day, Jesus is the answer. You know, there's not really a clear, like, there's not really a this side is right, this song wrong. Jesus is the answer. Um, so if you're just struggling in that area right now, um, you're in a friend group or you're, there's something that you, you both don't agree on and you're just trying to figure out, okay, how can this be healthy? Um, how can we find unity in division? Um, pray about it. I encourage you to look in scripture, John seven and eight, where division just happened and just just study what Jesus says and um, he will give you direction because I know that's really hard. Yeah. Do you want to read that passage in uh, John five again? Yeah. So one of the things that I um, noticed in John five was that uh, we just read it again. Yeah. I just I want to hear it again. You study the scriptures diligently because you think that in them you have eternal life. Mm -hmm. These are the very scriptures that testify about me. Yeah. Yet you refuse to come to me to have life. Yeah. So right there, I see people, you know, obviously it just, it points it out what they're doing. They're going to the scriptures. They're diving in them. They know them. You know, they're the Pharisees. Uh, if you, if you've watching the chosen, like you get a really good picture in your head for who those people are, a group of people. And, um, I love how Jesus doesn't say to them, um, you know, you're an idiot for studying the scriptures. Yeah. Like he's like almost saying, you know, your zeal here is noble and, and you're, you're looking in the right place. Mm -hmm. You're just not looking with the like right heart intent. And I'm just thinking, you know, it's, You've heard it said, um, it's not about what you know, it's about who you know. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's kind of true with Christianity. It is. It's not really what you know. I mean, that is important. That's part of it. But it's more about who do you know. Yeah. Do you know Jesus? Um, but I'll even say this. It's not just about what you know, but where do you know it? Yeah. Do you know it in your head? Is it head knowledge? Yeah. Or do you know in your heart? Yeah. Is it heart knowledge? Because there's a big difference there. And uh, I think what you see here is a couple people, a group of Pharisees, who they have the head knowledge. And uh, the dangerous thing with head knowledge is it only goes so far. Yeah. It's kind of shallow. Yep. And um, it doesn't fulfill you either. No. But the heart knowledge goes deep. It does. And that will take you somewhere. And yeah. uh, because they they had just head knowledge... They were reading the scriptures, but it wasn't taking them anywhere. Yeah. The the water wasn't deep enough to get them, you know, to where their eyes were yeah. um, opened by what they were reading and the fact that it was pointing to Jesus, the yeah. one that was sitting right there in front of them. Had it been heart knowledge, <clears throat> they might have been able to see that. Yeah. And uh, the thing is, too, is like, I'm not just thinking about Pharisees, but I'm just thinking modern day people, you know, who know the name of Jesus. They know who this person is and what he did, but they just don't feel like 
they're good enough, good enough in quotations. That's not even, you know, that's not even a, that's not even a thought in Jesus' mind. You know, we're all imperfect. We're all sinners. We've all done things that we've regretted. The thing at the end of the day is, are you going to choose him or not? No matter what your past looks like, you could be this Pharisee that has been to church your whole life, knows the scriptures, but do you really desire a relationship with him? You know, I mean, it does not matter which side you are on. If you're on, I mean, I'm going to go deep here, like political stances you know not just backgrounds but political stances and just political views like it's time to put everything aside and chase the only thing that's worth chasing you know Mm -hmm. it's time to put aside the hmm, what do you call it i don't know just just the things of this world that are just like i feel like are filling everyone's minds like you know, protests and, oh, I'm going to live for something. So it has to be for this. Like, I'm just Mm -hmm. thinking of like feminism stuff, you know, it's just like, and all that stuff about abortion and just, just, there's like, there's this division. There's so much division over so many things. And it's like, there wouldn't be this much division if we really had our eyes on the one who is the definition of unity. Yeah. You know, and you're like, and you might be asking like, Allie, how is Jesus the definition of unity? If, you know, I'm walking through the school hallways or I'm walking through college or I'm with my friends and I talk about Jesus and there's division. Like how, what do you mean? And it's not about like the division that we, and the unity that we experience here on earth. It's about the unity with him in heaven and the unity with spirit, not with flesh, you know? So yeah, the devil brings division to distract us from the definition of unity. Oh, that was good, (laughs) babe. Look at him quoting. That was really good. Which is Jesus. Yeah. You know, and so many times in the church you can see in outside of the church, you can see almost like things are starting to go good. Yeah. And then just as soon as things start to go good, the devil will slip in with like some divisive schemes yeah. with a disagreement here yep. or there. And then like yeah. there will be bickering and then it might just escalate. And then, yeah. then, you know, then it's, it just goes so far to where you forget the good thing that God was doing anyways. Yeah. And so, yeah, I think it's so hard to put aside our pride, you know, of I'm right, you're wrong. And just really put our eyes on Jesus and let him humble us. And I feel like that might have been one of the main issues for the Pharisees Mm -hmm. is their pride, you know, because they knew the scriptures. So they're like, who's this guy walking in knowing all these scriptures as much as we do, but he doesn't wear the same clothes that we have. And he hasn't been through the same education that we have. He's this guy, you know, from Nazareth, like what, what is he doing here? And they just have that pride built up. And I feel like that is such a big, um, block you know, it's just such a big stumbling block in your relationship, not only with Jesus, but with just other people. Like, I feel like that's what causes division a lot of times is, you know, one side this and one side that. Not either of them are 
um, I don't know, what's the word? They're not willing to just look to Jesus Mm -hmm. and let him lead them, you know, even though there is division. And um, if you desire unity, this is what I'll say. If you desire unity, um, it may not look like what you think it looks like. It may not look like someone else agreeing with you. It may not look like, um, you know, I don't know. I'm running out of examples. But as long as you are united with Jesus, body, mind, and soul, then you are on the right track. And people are going to see that in you if you are united with him. That's what matters the most is um, unity starts... If we desire unity, um, you know, with people, then we need to be united with Jesus first. And that's not always going to happen. But I read about scriptures that Paul talks about and he's talking about these Christians united together. And we've talked about it with our college age thing. Like we're all united together, chanting one name, like that feeling of being united with a group of people is such a good feeling. But to get to that point, you have to be fully united with Jesus first, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, in the same way when things do get hard and, you know, all those D's come into play, you know, the, the devil desires to, you know, distract us, uh, with division and, the three D's devil. That was four. And I could have thrown a fifth one in there. Wait, what'd you say again? The devil desires to distract us with division oh. from the definition of unity, which is Jesus. Wow. Say it again. Okay. Quote. The devil desires to distract us with division from the definition of unity, which is Jesus. That was so good guys. But, um, I was reading this morning and uh, in our book, The uh, Jesus Revolution, you know, talking about the Jesus Revolution in the, in the 70s. Mm-hmm. But right now we're kind of in the, uh, it's kind of, the book lays out a historical context of that era time mm-hmm. frame. And right now, at the start of the book, it's more focusing on the 60s. Yeah. So what was before yeah. the Jesus Revolution, which took place in the 70s. Mm-hmm. And chapter two or three is called A Black and White Decade. Yeah. And uh, it's really not about white versus black, which there in the 60s, there was a lot of that going on. Yeah. It was more about just the um, just the complete difference mm-hmm. of, of minds and people. Yeah. Because not only were people um, disagreeing on race, yeah. black and white, mm-hmm. but they were also disagreeing on lifestyle, yep. you know, and it paints the picture of like the cookie cutter American dream yeah, and then the non cookie cutter, um, you know, flower hippie hippie. So like these two completely different vibes going on yeah. and it just paints the picture of this divisiveness, just black, white, no gray area, mm-hmm. one extreme or the other. And, uh, that was going on in the sixties and I think it was at the end of chapter four or something. I can't remember what that chapter was called, but we're still kind of in the 60s. And it said the thing that that made this era different, and it was especially talking about um, the hippies, Yeah, was they were 
they had gotten to the point where they were so sick and tired of being sick and tired. Yeah. Like there was so much divisiveness going on yeah. in that era mm-hmm. that they were they were so sick and tired of being sick and tired. Yeah. And they're like, we're just not going to have it anymore. Yeah. And they started doing these radical things to bring unity. Yeah. And it ended up leading to Jesus, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. And uh, we hope that that will happen. But I just want to say that even though the devil, he desires to bring that distraction mm-hmm. fr- and in the form of division, yeah, Jesus will pick up where that division starts yeah. or where that division ends. Jesus will use that as a building block and he'll restore. Yeah. And he'll use division to bring unity. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, he'll do it. He yeah. has done it. Mm-hmm. Because you think about, you know, um, communities in the 70s and, and 60s that were, you know, raising pitchforks against each other, trying to kill each other, literally burn each other, burn houses down. And then it transitions, you know, through a time where Jesus swept through and the same people are all raising their hand in the air and saying one way. Mm-hmm. Like that was like the symbol for the decade. Yeah. One way. Finger up in the air. Not the middle finger, the pointer finger pointing up to the heavens. Yeah. And um, so there it is. Jesus, boom, division. Hey. Yeah. That's not what that's not my will. The devil desired that, but that's not my will. I'm bringing you out of it. Yeah. I feel like when you said that um just people are talk people are sick and tired. People were sick and tired of being sick and tired and divided and I feel like kind of that's been the whole theme the past couple of years because with COVID and people, you know, tomorrow is the first day that I can walk on college and not have to have a mask on. <laughs> you know, like and I don't know how many times I've heard people say, I'm just so ready for this to just be over with. I'm so ready to just be back to normal. And we can kind of relate that with, you know, these people that if you, you know, people that are sick and tired, they're just, oh, I just, I just need, I just need Jesus. Yeah. They don't really say that, but <laughs> that's what that, you know, that they need, yeah. you know? And it's like, that is kind of the theme of what our country's been in with COVID. Like people are just tired of being, sick and tired of this COVID thing and and being sick and tired is not fun but sometimes you almost need to be brought to that place to realize you need to have a 180 turnaround yeah and uh God can use it for good that's what God's doing right now yeah God can use it for good I feel like I mean I know that I would never be in the place that I am right now if it wasn't for just everything that's went on you know the past couple years and I feel like he's given just this generation um, a, there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of things that have came out um, 
that have formed from COVID, like anxiety and depression and all this stuff, because people have been isolated, you know, for that, for so long, people were isolated for two weeks, and it was just a lot of... Two weeks turned into two months. Yeah. It turned into eight months. Yeah. It turned into 16 months. You know, a lot of stuff was produced out of COVID and heightened the anxiety and depression and everything within the younger generation, but I feel like he's turning the tide and he's changing the narrative and he's saying no this is not what this generation is going to be known for you're not going to be known for division you're not going to be known for that anxiety or depression you're not going to be known for this stuff that you're going through and just all this covid stuff and you know this may have been the reason why you're feeling this way but i'm going to give you a story to give me the glory, even though all this happened. And that is really what matters is, you know, at the end of the day, like God is forming something and he's literally like the devil is not going to win, you know? And, um, so if you're thinking of places where there's division or there's places that, you know, that we've talked about, Um, pray about it and just ask for unity with Jesus first and he'll lead you he'll guide you and God's gonna totally um he's gonna totally make it work for his good you know yeah just what a honor and joy it is to be able to be a part of that story because he's doing it right now um that's all we've got for this week um just a a quick little in and out 20 minute Mm -hmm. um glad you joined us yeah Next week, guys, we have something really exciting coming. So make sure that you pay attention to the socials this week. Um, Also, don't forget to write a review. Um, You can click the five star if you want. Um, Follow us on our Instagram page, which is goingallin.podcast on Instagram. Um, And we will catch you next week. But make sure you are tuning in because we have something really exciting. coming yeah. we're either gonna have it next week or, or we're gonna announce it one yeah. or the other so. yeah so just be uh just be tuning in for the next week and we will see you next tuesday see you next week